Hey guys, welcome to Cars and Health Bars. On today's episode, we're going to get into the struggle side of uh, building a car. Also, going to talk about some nostalgic games for us. Let's get right into it. So Tune In Tuesdays officially over. You know, our Tuesdays are now clear. Uh, you know, it is kind of nice to have have a little bit of a mini series going on, but then kind of you know it leaves the listener kind of craving. You know, uh, our next mini series, I would think. For sure. I don't know. It's kind of like having like spring break or whatever. You know, we kind of got our like month long mini series and then take a hiatus from that. Yeah, and, I think it's nice just kind of get a break. Yeah. And pace for a minute. Yeah, for us too, especially. You know, it takes time to think of you know topics and stuff like that, and you yeah, know, it kind of takes out on the uh, creativity aspect. You know, for sure, especially when you got a lot going on in the real world. You know. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the real world, it's like I can't believe March is already over, dude. This year is like flying by, man. Big wheels keep turning, man. They do. They do not stop. It's like us mechanics, bro. We just wake up energy drink turn some <laughs> wrenches buddy that's right <laughs> get you, this shit over with you show me some new parts you had today you care to tell the listeners what what all what came in today no well not today but since hmm. we last spoke 391 gears man you've been trying to get, my... you've been trying to get me on them big gears hmm. and actually i'm taking it back now Why are you for your car because cars with a bigger stall don't see as much gain from it you'd be better off at what you're at man you remember back whenever i showed you that video of that car losing et because of the uh uh i think the bigger stall because he he already had the gears bigger stall big definitely stall. Yeah. yeah it can do that we couldn't figure out what was slowing him down or keeping cars him will, uh, so on our dyno cars will read less power if they have a bigger stall that's just part of it that's it's cool. more weight it's bigger it's like more stuff like i don't I'm not super smart with stalls, but I do know they throw the dyno off, and I kind of got an understanding, but I'm not going to try and explain it, because I don't think I'm qualified. Yeah, it kind of take a while to come in, too, huh? <laughs> yeah, God, we still dude. need to see about yours. I've been I've been waiting on a stall for, like, since January, I, I think, so it's been, <laughs> it's been like 10 or 11, 12 weeks. It's been a while. I'm pretty sad about it, but maybe it'll come in before too long. I'm going to end up being on E85 before I even get my stall in, feels like. Huh. Yeah, that's something else that's changed since we've talked about our builds. I've My truck, you know, is already rated for, uh, you know, flex fuel. It can run E85, and, you know, which it don't show any gains because it's in its computer to, you know, adjust everything to the fuel. But it's like that smell, that E85, dude, I want it so bad. It's I love it. It's literally the best part of my morning. Yeah, like I, I love waking up and I'm like, let's get a whiff. We are helping the environment one corn cob at a time. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Ethanol for the win. I, I, I do. You know, to to get back on the main topic, I do have some terrible, terrible news, as the title should suggest, and uh, I kind of wanted to make that today's topic. And I don't want to make it all about my situation, but I, I want to bring light to the frustration and everything that comes with building a car as far as the negative side. Because, you know, especially these YouTubers and Instagram people, you see the awesome parts of, 
how fast they can throw a turbo kit on, how fast they can get a car up and running. And they don't really show the sides where they're cussing and throwing wrenches on the ground and like just scratching their head and digging in their wallet when there's nothing there. You know, you don't really get to see that side of things. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it needs to be brought to light that, you know, that's just, it, it almost sets a standard really. Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, a lot of people don't, so like when you watch shows like Gas Monkey, it's like, yeah, you see them doing the body work and engine work, suspension, interior, but you really, you don't even see all, you just see little pieces of all of it. And each person in their own rights that does like body work or they have to have years of experience. I mean, you really don't under, you don't appreciate something like that until you've put the time into it. I completely agree, and well, especially if you're if you're really meticulous about what you're doing, and for me especially, that's why I do not want to do my own body work and paint because, dude, if I if I leave one speck, I'm gonna look at that speck every single time I get in that car. Well, maybe don't expect perfection either right. when you first time. Yeah, but with with my personal story this this week, you know, just uh. You know, usually I get, I get home from work. If I got time, I'll turn some wrenches on my car. You know, I'm not trying to get it done overnight or anything. I've been building it for like, you know, two, three years now. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. I'm getting kind of close to the end of my build. I had some issues with the distributor, so I pulled it out. You know, I wasn't thinking to mark anything, so I was replacing it. Uh, I was like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure I had it at Top Dead Center, but I'm going to reset it just in case. I went to... Uh, I went to roll the engine over to roll it to TDC, and what do you know, the bolt's kind of tight. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I remember it being pretty tight whenever I was originally building it. Of course, red flag number one. Well, you know, it's fine. I keep turning and turning and turning, and lefty-tighty becomes lefty-loosey, and righty-tighty becomes righty-loosey. Like, either way you turn it, I've stripped this uh, balance or damper bolt completely, uh, which is the bolt that goes directly into the crank, so I immediately had a heart attack. Mm. So, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do? This crank is, is supposedly a forged crank. You know, it's $800. And then I start, like, I start thinking back, you know, following my footsteps. Like, I knew that this motor was tight whenever I was originally setting TDC with no heads on it and no plugs. Like, it, it literally should have spun over extremely easily. But I passed up that red flag, being that this is my first engine. I really don't know what I'm doing. But sometimes you have to stop and tell yourself this engine doesn't need to be in here immediately you need to take your time but you know like i said it was my first engine i was rushing through it i should have paid attention to that red flag or at least called somebody and asked them but that's what i wanted Believe to do me, man. we've all been there that's really what i wanted to uh really stress is man a red flag is is a red flag for a reason you know that's... yeah for sure like don't ignore something just because you know it may be all right like no if there's any potential problem that you can eliminate then eliminate it yeah especially if you're like building a race car or drag car you know Anything with really tight clearances and thin films of oil protecting you know the metal like that you know you yeah. really have to be choosy i don't remember if it was you or my stepdad but i was you know telling one of you about this whole situation and they're like you know with it being tight and everything, you better be lucky that this happened because had it actually fired over and been super tight, you probably would have threw a rod or something terrible would have happened, even worse, with it being as tight as it is. Yeah, you definitely would have noticed a 
a sound soon if it had fired. So. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So this is good. You know, we even noticed a few small things like you know maybe the valves aren't latched properly. You know, there's just a few small. Yeah. And I was thinking too. You know, I was asking you about that intake. What that? Uh, you know, you said it was for a coolant temp gauge, dude. I didn't have that plugged at all. So if it would have actually got water to that intake, it probably would have just sprayed everywhere, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm a super firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Which, so. You didn't buy the parts new or anything either, though. Right. Yeah. You know, mo- most everything. And I that's kind of like the risk you take. Like you take a junkyard six zero or five three. I mean, whatever two valve three. Anything that you leave stock bottom in, you know, that was in a junkyard, you're taking a risk of something could be wrong with it, and you're not looking. Yeah, that's that's why I'm kind of glad we're we're going to. at least find the problem but hopefully do somewhat of a little tear down on the bottom end and see you know what this dude the guy who built the bottom end did you know what he did and didn't do you know because that guy might have been like us too you know he saw a red flag and he just kept on rolling yeah and that definitely would be an issue like if you had way too high of bearing clearance i mean that's enough will cause the engine not to want to turn over just even like being on the tighter side of bearing clearance yeah, I don't know, and I and it's another thing too to if you're at that like dead end where you're just ready to give up. Because believe me, I was there. I was at that. I was at that end of the road where I was like, man, marketplace looks pretty good right now. You know, just make a listing and just get it out of here. I'm tired of the headache. But you know, I started just talking to my buddies about a few different avenues. You know, local shops got a few motors for sale and. You know, there's always another route to take. If if you know you think you're ready to give up, just sleep on it. Just don't don't make any rash decision overnight. Because Lord knows I was super close That's to doing that. Anything in life, really. You know, like I always try and sleep. Like if I'm mad at something, I'll sleep on it. And if I'm not mad in the morning, it wasn't that important. You know, like. That's that's one thing I need to work on big time because it's like if I have my mind set on doing something that day, I'm going to do everything I can to get it done. If it means me getting hurt, me getting no sleep, I'm going to do it. But I've been working on it. I, I about did it the other day when I was trying to pull my engine by myself. Uh, dude, I was just struggling, struggling. I took all the bell and bolts out. Still wouldn't come out. And uh, I had, you know, of course, everything's at an angle. I needed to loosen that uh, tail end of the transmission, but I didn't even think of that. Uh Luckily, I called my stepdad and was like, man, I just can't. I'm so angry. I want to get this out. I want to get this to the shop ASAP. And he's like, I can't help you tonight, but I can come tomorrow. Just calm down and let me help you. And I'm like, I want this done right now. Tell me how. Tell me what I need to do. And finally, I mm. calmed down. And, you know, he came over that next day, and it came out like butter, man. Yeah, sometimes, you know, <laughs> just even like a 15, 20-minute break, you know, is enough, like, I'll do that a lot if I'm getting frustrated. I mean, maybe not a lot, but I don't, you know, it's hard to not let stuff get to you when it's your source of income, but if it's like your side job, man, like, you know, or you just got an engine you're messing with and it ain't got to be done soon, just take your time and really learn. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And like you said, it, it doesn't have to be built in a night, especially if it's not your income. Just take your time. Most engines aren't built in a night, you know? Like, I, I'm sure you, all of you would much rather your build 
you know, have something happen at home than, like, you know, right at that eighth mile on the drag strip, you smack a wall or yeah. nuke the engine, you know, cause an oil spill, slide on that, you know. When we are in rushes to build engines overnight at work, it is the worst because uh, it's just like, man, you know, you're tired, and all it takes is you not checking one thing, just one small mistake, and you could have a major issue. Yeah, I'm sure that's the I worst think thing. Anyone, anyone who's been a mechanic long enough, I feel like, has been in that situation. It's hard to avoid. Uh, being in a performance shop, too, you know, and race season, I'm sure it's like a lot of people breathing down your neck and tension gets high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of hard to uh, focus. I, I couldn't imagine being in your position whenever you're having to build a car and deadlines are approaching and, you know, start getting... Yeah. and trying to be you know meticulous oh, it's stressful time. i'm not i'm not a stressed person at all really but i can get stressed by it i'm the same way at my work it might take me it might take me double the time but you better believe my stuff is going to look way better than anybody else's because i take those extra steps for sure it's always good Just, to have pride in your work for sure yeah anyone who doesn't have pride in their work i feel like doesn't really take their job seriously so yeah so uh have you hit any like end of the road crossroad stories that uh you've came across in your time of building cars what do you mean end of the road crossroad uh, i mean you kind of your your c10 is really what i'm kind of hinting at you kind of just i mean <laughs> i understand you got your camaro and it's hard to build two at once but i'm kind of wondering when when you said in your mind for sure hey I'm going to set you in the garage and not fool with you for a while. Jeez, it never even like happened like that, so... Just kind of like know, that. originally... Like that one friend you just I got it. To. Yeah, I just got it, and, you know, I loved it, and I was doing a lot of stuff to it that was real, like, cheap. Like, I painted the whole engine bay and decreased the whole truck, undercoated the frame, new brakes, new diff, you know, like... Clean the interior... Really Redo the seat, new steering wheel, I mean, new key, uh, new wheels and tires, brand new engine, and this is kind of where we're getting to the end. I got a brand new transmission built, brand new engine built it, stock bottom end 350, 30 over, good wrench block, 4 bolt main, threw some aftermarket heads, cam, bought an intake, carb, valve covers, rockers, push rods, oh, I mean, I had everything. And it was getting pretty close to I got everything in and you know, I still need a drive shaft made and a few things, but just ended up going a different route, you know, like I got my car by the time it was about time to wire up all that was left on my C ten and you know, my car is nice and I just instantly got into like the car scene. Like the first week of me owning my car it was at the track strip. Yeah, I didn't ever think I'd do that. Yeah. So a C10 yeah. just became that friend. That It's like that toy that you, you get a new toy and yeah. you put the other one in the toy box. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You're like, Andy, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. As you slowly shut the garage door. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just in the dark, oh. like, never to be seen again. I love your C10, dude. It's a... Especially, I like your dad's C10. That the first yeah, gen. that 
Yeah. They look good slammed, and I don't care what anybody says. Like, they look so good on the Yeah, ground. I honestly feel bad for my C10 because I feel like I'm just going to abandon it for dads. Yeah, I definitely like your dad's body style over yours for sure. I like, oh, yeah. And uh, I really like the body style that I've got out here, the 69 with the egg egg shut or egg yeah. carton grill. I like that a lot, too. If I could yeah, get... Those- if I could find a short step side bed, dude, that thing would slap. Yeah, for sure. I ain't trying to get another build going, a third build muscle, going. Though. Muscle trucks are just where it's at. Oh, dude, yes, absolutely. I love muscle trucks. Yeah, I think... I am muscle truck. That's the biggest issue, man, is trying trying to balance too many builds at once. You know, it's hard to focus. That's why I'm strictly on one. Yeah, I... I I'm slowly. Hopefully it's the most expensive, so I don't have to worry about buying car parts no more. Yeah, instead of having two cars that have about the same power, you're going for one that's going to have all the power. Just all, everything I could ever want. As long as I don't put it into a wall, it'll be perfect. <clears throat> I wish I had an engine dyno up there so I could see what this engine's making, but I don't know. Dude, those are expensive. Yeah, I, I've heard. And plus, and like you, a special room. Yeah, you gotta have like exhaust going straight out the building, everything. <laughs> yeah, those those are crazy, dude. You know, we don't do like a lot of engines, so it just really isn't worth it for us. Like, I say that as we don't have like engines all the time, but like, we don't like try to, but we always just end up having to build engines because half the time we just get shit wrong or. You know, someone else built it. No, it's fucking blown up. Or like, just, God, like, that, I don't, I'm that, not showing. I'm not throwing shade, but like, just like crazy the amount of times that we don't plan on it, but we do. Yeah, I mean, I, that wiring job I saw the other day up there, dude, that was abysmal. Like, oh, you, don't even get me started on that, bro. I understand if you're new to wiring, but God, you, there's got to be a point. Like you should just take it to someone if you are at that point. You the should've... fact that it even ran and drove on that just <laughs> like, blows my mind. Like it started right up when it first dropped off, but then obviously it had an intermittent no start issue. But I mean, aside from that, it fired right up. There comes a point to where you know what it's supposed to look like, and then you do that, and you're like, "Huh, that really <laughs> don't look like anything normal." <laughs> Dude, I just don't even... I can't compare it to nothing. We had one other vehicle that was that bad, and that's the worst I've seen. Like, it, it looked like some of the, uh, the... the Like, it looked like some of the components of the wiring was, like, from, like, house wiring house stuff. Like, with yeah, the, cap, I, the cap connectors and all that. Yeah, I mean, at least he... I don't know, I mean, did something. I'm sure there was some crazy stuff spliced together in there, too. There's probably some oh, stupid splices. Yeah, believe me, and multiple grounds on like one spot. Not ground, probably not grounding <laughs> the engine out too well. Probably just wire, bare wires flopping around. It's one of he's wire nuts. I'm not a big fan of wire nuts, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most of the, I mean, I just heat shrink the end of it and yeah, put it around the I mean, most of the time you just see wire nuts in like houses and stuff. I mean, most of the time if you need to like yeah. shut something off, you'll just melt it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really get that. I was like, okay. Oh, people do it, bro. You don't even know. That's uh, we're all guilty of it, you know. 
Yeah, you know, it might have been all he had laying around. I definitely know what that's like. Yeah, I ain't hating the guy because it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of wanted to bring it all back, and you know, to another thing, trying try, my main focus has been this engine here lately. I've I've definitely passed a few things up that I need to focus on on the car side of things that I've just kind of set aside just so I can get the motor running. Like it probably would be a good investment to get a new K member because that one's you know super old and it's not meant for well. And not specifically meant for drag racing, but for the price I can get a tubular one for, it's almost like a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but still, you know, that's uh, that's quite a bit of savings. Plus, like, it frees up a lot of space for activities. Everybody loves activities. Is that right? <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I, I've got some brake work I need to do really bad. Cookie freaking broke my brake line trying to undo it. Got them big old monkey right. hands. He got too much power for his own. He's got that. He got that strength, that farm boy strength. I understand. He over here. Some people say I have a certain type of strength too. Oh yeah, I'd say so too. I, I could say I could vouch for that probably. Hey, I, I don't work out, but I'm I'm active. You know, I'm not much of. I don't really consider myself working out. When we was wiggling that flex plate out, you was like overpowering me like crazy. I couldn't I couldn't keep up with the amount of force <laughs> you're bending. I was like I mean, I've been lifting some weights. <laughs> I don't do nothing no Mechanic more. strength, bro. I'm back. I'm I'm back at my old job. I got a crane to do all my work. I got a wireless oh, remote. No, I lifted out a transfer case today when <laughs> I like fucking fucked up. I use a magnet to pick up like a forty pound piece of steel just so I ain't got to. <laughs> I'm privileged. Yeah, I wish. Magnet, that's strong. Dude, we got we got like crazy magnets out there. We got like one that's the size of your hand that can pick up like 300 pounds. Then we got one that's like Dang. probably the size of your desk. It picks up like no telling how much. Yeah, that little magnet fits in my hand. That thing surprises me, dude. I I think it could definitely do way more than 300. I've I've wanted to pick up a vice with it before, which is probably every bit of like four or five hundred. Dang, bro. You be pushing your luck. You I don't care. What's it gonna do? Fall on the floor and make a big boom? I don't care. Yeah, it might <laughs> like grenade and turn it into shrapnel. <laughs> no, it's my iron vices, dude. You're, you're putting down my vices now. <laughs> it might shatter that concrete. How's that Richter scale to go off, dude? Our uh, from where our machines are so big. I know our two biggest machines. Uh, the concrete is poured down sixteen feet. God. Yeah. Which our machines, you know, they're like enormous. So, yeah, they told me they had to like dig out the footer like 16 feet deep to pour the concrete. I'm like, oh my god. That is wild. That's like bunker level right there. You imagine being like an engineer looking at that? <laughs> I can't Dang imagine mixing up that concrete. <laughs> Dump it in. Keep coming. Keep coming. I swear. Keep coming. Hmm. <laughs> That machine. I need another truck. That machine. I hope we we'll get a machinist on here sometime. I got some pretty good machining stories I can I can share. We got one right here. What do you mean? I'm talking about like another one to share it with that would know what I'm talking about. Like gotcha. completely off topic, but like there's uh our dies. I don't know how much they weigh. They like they weigh like an ungodly amount. Like probably way over a ton. But uh, Dang. they we have this fixture that can hold them instead of them sitting flat on like a milling table 
we have a fixture uh, we have a whole machine that's machine stuff uh horizontally instead of vertically so the spindle comes in horizontally well of course you have to have your uh, work uh that way too so we have this thing called a <laughs> it's kind of funny because its name is very reminiscent of uh the danger the uh the fixture that we set it on is called a tombstone because i mean it oh looks it looks like that but it also is like the probably the most dangerous thing we have in that shop but basically we have this die that weighs you know let's say a ton uh that is on this tombstone held vertically like all the weight is front facing especially with the weight of the tombstone so like if everything isn't secured properly uh you're gonna die or mess something up real bad well they uh they tried loading a die on there that was like too wide for the machine and we kept telling him no don't do this he's like all right i ain't gonna do it and uh, the bosses were like you better do it you know we, we this right. is gonna work and like, all right so uh these machines load from the back it went to spin the pallet around the tombstone around and that die clipped on that machine and it threw the whole tombstone into the bottom of the machine oh my god it came like a foot from hitting the spindle it would have Oh my god, catastrophic. It probably would have totaled the machine if it would have wiped out the spindle. <laughs> that is insane, bro. Yeah, like, it shook the whole building, and, like, this Yeah, I would love to hear more stories like this. Oh, uh, that that same fixture, a tombstone, uh, it was actually towards the end of my employment at that place before I came back, but, uh, they had, like, this new way of unloading them, which, you know, I'm like, alright, y'all says it works, but... I had the I had the chains offset so it would pick it up good because like I said this is not the way these dies are supposed to set in the machines they're you know set the wrong way so uh, I was pulling it out and from where I had the chains offset the weight was completely uh, un not distributed com correctly uh, so it literally flipped the die around and rolled it out of the machine like I said this die weighs like a ton <laughs> yeah that's just crazy that's like Thanos just like. Like pick it up and throw it or something. I mean, pretty much. I, it reminded me of Indiana Jones, how it rolled out of the machine and from the rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there's been a lot of sketchy stuff happen. You running for your life? It's just like the movie. Oh, I was fine. That's the one thing. I'm I'm pretty safe whenever it comes to the crane. That crane is like. If it drops something, I'm out of there, dude. I'm out of there, SpongeBob. Like, yeah, believe me, I'm like that around stuff too. If you know, my survival is number one priority. Sorry, I don't care if you're next to me. Like, if you die, I'm sorry. I'll raise hell at your funeral. <laughs> Some people say I'm a reckless crane operator, but I would like argue that because the things I do that they consider as reckless is like I think super safe because like those those dies are super heavy. If uh. Especially if you're like moving it across the shop and it gets some momentum, of course, because you're like going a direction pretty, you know, decently fast. If you accidentally like let off that button completely, it'll start swinging, you know, like a wrecking ball pretty much. Yeah. Uh, my way of stopping it, of course, the safe way is just let it swing one way and then move the crane with its momentum and it'll catch back up to itself. But if that don't work and it makes it completely worse, dude, I'll just hold that down button. I will slam it on the floor because that's just the best way to do it. Just, I don't blame you. And the biggest mistake, especially as new guys have at my job, is, dude, they will grab that crane, or they'll grab the chains and try to slow it down themselves. Like, dude, that thing, I don't care how big of a boy you are. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're, move you. it's either going to take your kneecaps out or you're going to get taken for a ride. 
You're ready to go for a ride, buddy. We had, like, and on one of our machine sides, dude, that crane goes a million miles an hour for no reason at all. I hate that crane, dude. Yeah. Like, that thing, I think... That sensitivity turned to MW2 trick shot mode. It is. And see, it's weird because the one crane goes a million miles an hour and will stop on a complete dime. The other one is, you know, pretty slow, but, like, if you let go of a button, it don't. it just drifts for, like, a good foot or two. It's like... They both have, like, a good quality and a They're bad quality. they just trying to have you die. You can't catch a break. And the worst thing about it is, like, if you'll run one machine sign for a while, you get really used to that crane, and then you'll have to go to the other side for, like, a while. And it's just, like, you got to relearn it because the other one's completely different. Huh. Anyways. It's like learning to ride a bike different. That's a little bit of insight into my my old employment at my job. I got kind of a different position now. A lot, lot better, in my opinion. More of a fabricator. It's less fun. <laughs> no, it's more fun because I'm not the one causing the accidents. I'm the one watching the accidents. <laughs> and I'm there Monday through Friday, so I'm seeing even more action. I haven't seen nothing crazy since I've been back, really. Just, you know, your typical crashes on machines, which happen extremely regularly, unfortunately, for the company. I see. But it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah I would definitely enjoy watching this, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I wish it was legal for me to capture some of the accidents on camera. It really, yeah. the best accidents happen like out of our department, like especially forklift accidents, dude. I could do like a whole oh, freaking yeah? episode on forklift accidents, dude. Like this one guy, yeah, he just th- threw it in reverse, Terry, and just like like demolition derby rammed into a guy <laughs> right behind him. Like he wasn't paying was no attention. Oh yeah, of course. That's all that works back there. <laughs> It's like he did not shake He's his like, hey, Hernando, how do I put it in drive? <laughs> he he literally like pulled it in reverse and was like staring forward instead of out of any mirror behind him and just floors it in reverse. Doesn't even take his foot off the pedal. He's just going. <laughs> he did. He was sitting there squalling tires while he was pushed like up against dog. the other one. Like he, his sense of how that machine works, like a dog sitting on it. Like it's so backwards yeah. too like our forklift goes the slowest out of anybody's forklift and we barely even use it but like them ones in the back go a million miles an hour and none of none of them back there know how to drive them Dude, this one guy got creamed one time it was great he was like a no. he was like a boss or something he was walking out of the supervisor's office and this guy like he was hauling a box with the forklift a dude he creamed him like it looked like he just got hit by like three linebackers he, fell, he he hit the ground so hard his hard hat flew wow. off his head and like rolled a good ways. Like, like a damn movie or something. Man. I know, dude. The accidents hey, there are great. That's why I miss Tommy so much and being a guard shot guy, dude. He had the best clips ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they had that one of him too. Oh, dude. Tommy, yeah, him fall, falling out of the guard shot. He did it twice. Yeah. Tommy, dude, I swear. R.I.P. Tommy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that'd be a good thing to talk about with Gunner is, is my place of employment. Gunner also worked there. I'm sure he's got some yeah, good stories. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, because he, he was a supervisor back there. He moved up quick, which isn't hard to do there if you speak English, honestly. I'm not even going to front. Yeah. If you work in the back and you speak pretty good English, you're going to move up quick. Anyways, that's just how it'd be. <laughs> how it'd be. Communication is very important in a workplace. Absolutely. We're going to throw it to a quick break, then we're going to get right into the gaming topic. (music) 
Today's episode is sponsored by Dubby, the energy blend that is waging war on big energy. Guys, if you're one of those people like me that goes into a gas station and spends $34 or $5 on an energy drink just to get you through the day, you have to check out this product. With their tubs containing 30 servings, it's going to save you so much money in the long run. And if you don't want to ball out and buy a tub right off the bat, you should definitely check out their starter pack. It comes with a shaker cup. The starter pack is going to come with two flavors, their Dragonade and also their Beach and Peach. Two f- amazing flavors. I really love the Beach and Peach, and let me just tell you, I'm not a big peach guy, but it was it was really, really good. And they have a lot of cool, interesting flavors on their website, but a lot of them are under pre-order right now. So the sooner you get on that pre-order list, the sooner you're going to receive your product. Guys, head on over to w.gg and go check out some of their product. Any purchase you make on the website, use coupon code HEALTHBARS10. That's going to give you 10% off. That's going to not only help the show, but it's also going to show Dubby that we're going to be a good partner to work with. Guys, I urge you, go check out their products. Go check out that starter pack. It's going to be a great thing to invest in, especially, like I said, if you're one of those guys that's cranking down those energy drinks like myself. Again, guys, go to w.gg and use code HEALTHBARS10. And we're back. So, uh, if, if you haven't really put together the pieces or figured it out, me and Jordan are, of course, I'm a 90s baby. Not to flex or anything, but we were mm-hmm. born. <laughs> we we both grew up in the mid two thousands, and uh, you know I kind of thought it'd be a good idea to talk about a topic of what gaming was like for us as little kids. You know, whenever I think about that, dude, I just remember back in the day those like Walmart console setup. Do you remember any of that? Yeah, I do. I don't remember trying to play that shit, bro. Get me over there. I don't ever remember being tall enough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I played it one time. I, one time. I know that was back whenever the GameCube was popping, because I remember they'd always have one set up on the GameCube. Yeah, I remember that one. PlayStation. I just remember... I one other... I just remember, like, my mom would go in and, and do her grocery shopping. I'd immediately just, like, go over and play a con- play on a console until, like, she got done or came and got me. There's always a kid playing it, though, man. Like, I, I think there was, like, three or four of them set up, but there was always somebody over there, dude. You gotta think, too, dude. That would be a great place to work back then. Just be on your break and just go play one of the d- display consoles. That'd be so great. Get a preview of a game if you wanted it. Did they have, like, new games running on the consoles? I don't even remember. You could probably pop a game in there <laughs> if it just came out, you know? Try to work for you. Have your uh, boy in electronics pop a new game in. Bring your own in. Uh, get the hookup real quick. Uh, do you... Which, uh, I don't I don't know if your sibling played games, video games with you or not, but I know... Uh, yeah. Uh, did, did y'all ever... Well, y'all probably never had separate consoles, did you? No. Dude, we back in the day when it was me and my adopted brothers, we'd uh, we'd have an Ethernet cable set up so we can play on a LAN. <laughs> did you ever do yeah. that? No, I never did. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only way to eliminate uh, screen cheating or screen monkeying. Yeah, I I just remember the old days of like playing uh, Halo. Halo. We I was really big into Double uh, O Seven games, dude. Did you ever play any oh, of those? Yeah. No, I never did play those. That was my game, dude. Like I can't remember. I think the a Perfect Dark too. That was pretty good. I've got I've played it on Xbox 360. Uh, 
and on Nintendo 64. But yeah, uh, the GoldenEye game, you know, 007 was really fun. That was kind of my shooter game, honestly. You know, you played uh, what Medal of Honor, I'm guessing? Yeah, a lot of Medal of Honor as a kid. I mean, every time I was on the PlayStation, I was on it. See, that was me. I also played a... <clears throat> you ever play Mercenaries? No, I'm guessing that's a shooter game. Yeah, it was like open world, and it was you had South Korea, Russia, like all these different territories, and you were a mercenary, hmm. and you couldn't be in some airspace or you, like you get shot. Like you're just a mercenary, y'all remember? I just remember it's so cool. <laughs> you get in vehicles and shit. That is wild. Yeah, you. I guess that if I really look back, when you were playing the first like. Call of Duty-esque shooter games, I was playing 007, so I was still playing a shooter game, just one that didn't really go anywhere. I just Dude, remember... I'm literally as OG as it gets on Call of Duty. <laughs> I, I just remember there was one map on... I don't remember which 007 game it was. I just remember it was one with like a dark, dark uh, case, but there was one map on multiplayer where there was a, uh, a like ski tram or whatever you could ride on from one side of the map to the other, and yeah. I would... Uh, there was this weird glitch. I don't even know if it was technically a glitch, but I would just throw every smoke grenade I had, and it would look like the tram was smoking, or like you know, it was uh. it was so funny to do. Man, yeah, that that brings back a lot of nostalgia for me playing that. I think I did play European Assault, but I don't remember much about it other than like. That, oh, I love that one. There was that baseball field map, and uh, dude, we tortured my. Uh, it that was. was- rising sun oh oh yeah that is right i guess i guess it was rising sun because it was that other map too with the church on the hill World war Two, like the u.s was that the same game with the church on the hill too i think i don't remember that one it's like a yeah there was like one building at the end and then there was like a bunch of graves baseball field one on the campaign you had that tank that you were running up with and then you get to that baseball field when that other tank shoots yours yeah, I never got to play the campaign, but that sounds like awesome. That game was so much. Oh, fun dude, for the me. campaign was the best part. I never got to play it, dude. I just played multiplayer. Like, well, I'm telling you, World War II campaigns were good. Like, these new Call of Duty's ain't got shit on it. Medal of Honor still takes it. Yeah, I mean, Medal of Honor and the early Call of Duties, they were both the same. Like, they were both as good. Like World at War. I mean, Medal of Honor. World at War was really good, bro. World of War was one of the top. That was the World War Two Call of Duty game. Yeah, I thought I thought the uh, the newer World War Two had a all right story. It wasn't terrible. It was definitely a lot better than the multiplayer. I can say that. I'm telling you, World of War was like good. Like it kind of had some realism in it. Yeah, I don't know. Is is it? It was uh, kind of darkish, like in some aspects. Like it was kind of fucked up. You know, it didn't hold back a lot. Yeah, that is that is another thing. That is kind of one thing that Call of Duty kind of misses out on is the uh, set really setting like a good atmosphere. Yeah, World of War was like really good with the atmosphere, dude. Like you just felt like you were there. Yeah, I like that a lot. Do you did you ever uh, go in GameStop back in the day and like scrounge through that uh, that value bin that had like didn't have the original cover to the game on there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still have some games in GameCube cases like that. I don't know if you remember this store or not. Uh, I don't even know where it was at. I just remember my dad would take me there sometimes. Uh, it was like a GameStop, but it was called a Rhino. 
Have you ever heard of that one? No, I never have. Yeah, I think it was just like kind of a knockoff game store. It might have just been a local shop, honestly, but dude, they had the hookup on some games. You pick up a game for like three, four dollars there. Damn. Uh, There's a place in Bowling Green that's got like some decent old games and stuff, but they're a little pricey. Now, are you talking about Game Exchange? Maybe on Scotts on the uh, Scottsville Road right there, by like uh, I don't know AFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna I go. <laughs> I got my GameCube for Christmas, like a couple Christmas ago. I've been looking for a copy of Ocarina of Time, but everybody wants like a hundred dollars for it. I ain't paying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's worth. It is worth as far as the game goes, but I ain't paying no hundred dollars for a twenty-year-old. Yeah, twenty-year-old game. I get to where you don't even find one, buddy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's always a risk. A lot of people are just crazy over the true Ocarina of Time game. There is a. There's one that has three Zelda games on it. It's got Ocarina of Time, uh, the Majora's Mask, and uh, Wind Waker, I think. I could be wrong, but it's got the three on there. People don't really desire that as much just because it's not a true original Ocarina of Time game. I could really care less, as long as the same data's on the disc, honestly. I'm not yeah. like a collector. Mm-hmm. I just want to play the game. So, we gotta do what we gotta do. What are some consoles you grew up with? Because mine definitely was the GameCube. I just had the PS2, bro. Oh, you never... That, that's the newest console you had? Or the oldest, sorry? Had, well, we had an N64. Oh, okay. I never had one. My, my adopted brother had one, but dude, dude I Dude, we played Paperboy thing. on there, and I would fucking love that shit. Yeah, that's something I was gonna ask you about. What's, like, weird games you might have only played a few times you just barely remember as a kid? Jeez, I didn't play it a few times, but I don't remember it much anymore. It was Ratchet and Clank, man. Yep, my brother played that a lot on the PSP. God, they were so good. I played on the PSP, the PS2. I had every one of them. And that was like a platformer game, wasn't it? Eh. It was open world, you know, like. Oh, okay. It's kind of hard to describe. It's kind of like. I never it's really. Weird. I never really knew anything about it. I, uh, it's fun, man. I I really enjoyed that as a kid. That was my favorite game. I remember he really liked it, too. He played a lot on the PSP. Uh, yeah, I'd still play it today, to be honest. Like, I'd go back and relive it. I played uh, I, I played some Crash Bandicoot. That game was a lot of fun, which, you know, a lot of people like yeah, it. That's why they remastered that. it. I played one of them, the one of the newer ones on the P- on Yeah, the PS2. I had one of them, I, I loved it. I only played one also, but I, I just remember there was portals, and you had to like get to a certain point to unlock the next portal region. It was a weird game. I'll have to look it up. I think that's the one I had. Maybe. Yeah. Sounds like it. I do remember one of the earliest games I remember playing. I played some... Uh, I, I remember, of course, my very first game on GameCube, you know, Super Smash Bros. Melee. I'm OG like that. But uh I do remember just some weird games that I only played a few times that I really enjoyed. I had a NASCAR game that I really enjoyed for some reason. Yeah, I had a like 2008 one or something. Probably me remember. too. Yeah, probably me too. And I played like this weird Scooby Doo game. Yeah, dude. my cousins would always play NASCAR at like when I'd go to their birthday parties and stuff. Yeah, and I would always wreck their ass out. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was that guy in last place, but I was in last place because yeah. somebody didn't get first place because of Dude, me. As a, as a kid, I was 
in the NASCAR. Like, my car shit in life started early. I'd be in the library getting them NASCAR books. Like, I'm telling you, I've been in the car scene since I was, like, in kindergarten. I wasn't too crazy about it, but I did watch, you know, of course, I don't know if your dad was like this, but my dad, like, every Sunday, dude, he had NASCAR on. <laughs> that was my uncle. <laughs> like, uh, I remember my dad was telling me about when Jeff Erdell Earnhardt died and my uncle was watching. Oh, God, that was a sad day in America. It was. Yeah, uh... I don't. Did you ever play Simpsons Hit and Run? That's got to be one of my all-time favorite. Oh my favorite god, games. that was best. That was GTA, dude. The rocket car. I was always getting that rocket car, dude. I had this. This might be a really deep cut for you, but do you remember? Uh, I don't remember the exact name, but did you go on this like this weird website and look up game cheats, cheat codes? No, I never did cheat. <laughs> I did, especially Simpsons Hit and Run, because you can get some cool vehicles with cheats on there. Like there's this one like mini car. That game was so much hey, fun. Destroy all humans. Yeah, and uh, they they remade it, and I kind of want to try it. I love all the. Dest- Have you played all of them? No, I just played two of them. There's one where you can like. Uh, God, I remember so much from that game. But like, you could tra- You look at a human, and you can become them. Like you like mind control them, I guess, or whatever. You go in their skin. I don't. Yeah, know. I think I remember that one. And like. On that one specifically, I think it's called Path of the Furon. There's like a whole, you can actually go to the planet that Crypto's from and like, uh, there's like this whole freaking like snow globe set up where there's like humans walking around. They don't even know that they're like in an alien planet. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that was one of my more favorite games. Like, it was so like random, but it had a good like vibe. Like, you could just tell it was like they put time and effort into like the story and shit. Yeah, the dialogue was so funny too. Like it was really witty and sarcastic. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank had a lot of funny dialogue. Oh yeah, that's that's like the best thing ever. Like if you look at, I this- remember this one, one of them that you would you got captured in space and you had to fight in an arena against like a giant monster. I just remember that shit. I don't know why. That's so funny. Did you ever play any Mortal Kombat growing up? Uh, not a lot. Yeah, I was. I did play a little bit. I was play Tekken. Tekken is that a fighting game? Yeah, it's <laughs> honestly. I, I think it had combos before Mortal Mortal Kombat did. Was Tekken on arcade too? Then arcade. Yeah, like was it on like an arcade machine? Because that's where Mortal Kombat yeah. originated. Oh, okay, I was. Well, say. no, 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 no. Because Mortal Kombat. I don't know. I don't know for sure on that, but Tekken is a. Uh, Really fun. Yeah. I, Mortal Kombat, I, I don't know. They go way, way, That's way some back. some crazy characters. Yeah. Uh, I know one of my favorite Mortal Kombat games is probably a lot of people's least favorite. And it's, I don't know, it's my favorite just because it's different. But it's uh, it's not directly, you, you go and fight somebody and watch cutscenes and then you go and watch, you know, it's like the same thing over and over again. It's basically just constant fighting. Well, this Mortal Kombat, you could actually like... Uh, explore a little bit like you you and Liu Kang like go to you know Outworld and uh you fight people kind of from a third person view like a wide angle it's a lot of fun like it's not directly like you've got a health bar and I never heard of that one yeah it's called Shaolin Monks it's like probably my favorite honestly like it's I think you do have your traditional fights like your side scroller with the health bar top but like uh on this game you would fight like non main characters like you uh you know how baraka has this whole like race of uh yeah but you'd fight like those out in the open you know that was a lot of fun i think 
I want to say that might have spawned the whole brutality and, uh, like, how you didn't just have a fatality, because a brutality is on multiple uh, targets. What about car games? I remember Gran Turismo, bro. I didn't play anything other than Need for Speed. I played a lot of Need for Speed Most Wanted. God, I played that game. Yeah, uh, that was Underground 2 for me, man. Burnout Paradise. I played Underground and Underground 2, and uh, then I, I took a little bit of a hiatus. I never got to play your favorite Most Wanted unfortunately God, it's you seen you just need to go back and play it honestly yeah i never got to play most wanted but i've played all the recent ones i i even played heat i thought heat's story could have been a little bit longer i really enjoyed you it. you need to play most wanted i'm telling you that is the best yeah it's got to be a good one if they made two of them you know did they try to remaster uh whenever they made the second most wanted or did they just no nah, it took its own take its own path yeah it's it's good but it's not the same it's like not the same vibe at all. It's a different kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, but I liked it. I just like Need for Speed because it's a lot more laid back, whereas like Forza and uh, let's see. Yeah, it can be It's really all straightforward. That's why I really like that Need for Speed kind of lets you, especially race people out in the open, kind of like the real car scene in real life. That's like the best thing Need for Speed yeah. did. I mean, That's the most realistic thing ever, honestly. For sure, I was two-stepping on a Challenger today, a V6 one, and he thought he was going to race me. Like, you could do that Need for Speed. <laughs> yeah. Pull out, you, you see that special symbol on the map that meant it was another racer. I wish we had that in real life, dude. That'd be so awesome, just be like... You would do that in a, the second most wanted in multiplayer. You would be in a <laughs> lobby in a free roam, and then it would set a challenge, and you'd go do it. And you would get certain paint if you'd win so much oh that's so funny. i had the aventador lp 7400 i got every paint on it dude that would be so cool if uh like there was an app that like cops didn't have access to you know of course hypothetically that like you could just uh sign in if you were in town and be like i'm i'm willing to race if somebody was nearby and you could just see nearby racers kind of like need for speed that'd be so they've cool. had a, they, they actually made like a tinder like app for that oh my god kinda... what in the world You've been matched with a Dayton. V6 charger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, to just, like, find somebody in your area with the same amount of power. Except there, you want your standards to be, like, you don't want good cars. You want to gap everyone, right? So yeah. I guess your standards would be lower. <laughs> You've been matched with a Ford Fusion that's been riced out. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not a Ford Fusion, whatever will I do. Uh, did, Target got by two valve in a fusion. Oh my god. <laughs> for two valves. You said you had a 64. Did you ever play any like uh, Mario Party games? Because that's one of my favorite games. No, I never did. Dude, if we ever get everybody over at my house again and I get like two more controllers, I want us all to play Mario Party. It's so much fun, dude. It could I easily... Down and, like, it seems fun. I've seen a little bit. You would easily make it competitive and I'd be here for that because that game's so much fun. Uh, I am a very competitive person, I would. Very competitive gamer. I am the gamer. I just remember playing... A, oh, another type of weird game that I was into is bass fishing games. I don't know why... I but, never even knew there was bass fishing games. Yeah. Uh, there was one even where you could like drive a boat around, which was kind of cool. It, it was... Uh, huh. Yeah, I don't know why it's so much. It was just really relaxing, honestly. Whenever I think back, like you know, you imagine going out in real life and fishing, dude. Imagine like just sitting on your couch eating chips and like <laughs> fishing. 
I guess. Nothing more relaxing than not being in uh, nature. On the water. <laughs> <laughs> I got me a wash tub to put my feet in so I can really feel like I'm there. Feel like I'm really <laughs> living there. <laughs> Honey, get me got the me net. <laughs> Instead of a weed controller, it's oh a net. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, damn, he broke the net again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn swordfish cut right through it. They got away. Honey, I need another net. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. <laughs> That's a good one, for sure. Yeah. I, I just remember most of my... I must have just been a baller on a budget back then, because I, I just remember most of my games back then did have that just, like, GameStop replacement cover. I don't remember having very many games that had the original you, cover. That's what I'm getting the vibe of here. That was just me, dude. I was scratching around that dollar bin, man. I'd find some bangers, like... I probably got the game, like, two, two or three years after it came out, but it was still good for me. Hmm. I'm telling you, dude, that's how I found Simpsons Hit and Run, and I, that's, like, got to go down in a lot of people's all-time favorite games as Oh, yeah, for sure. That is up there. Like, that game had so much content for what it was. Jeez, I, you know, I can't think of any other games. I really... Metal of Honor Rising Sun and European Assault, I played the shit out of. You were juicing and, those pretty hard. And European Assault, you could kill Hitler, bro. Oh, my God. Oh. You literally killed him. My brothers played a. I, get, I don't really know if it classifies as a horror game or not, but they played Wolfenstein back on the OG Xbox. I never played that, but it seems cool. Yeah, I think that game's got Hitler in it at some point, and one of the. Yeah, it does. So I thought. Yeah, that's another game that goes and. Uh, oh man, it hit me and then it went away. We were super into spy games for some reason. I know there was another like weird spy game where like you could drive, uh, snowmobiles and like. The car you could drive around had, like, oil slick that you could put on it. It was weird. Oh. I don't know why we were so into spy games, dude. We just were. <laughs> that was just kind of what our what our uh, thing was about. We'd even, like, watch the old 007 movies. Huh. Uh, you was more into the war stuff. I was more into the weird spy stuff. Dude, I'm, I was so into World War Two, like, history and shit. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, I'm obsessed with World War Two, like, learning about it. Yeah. Yeah, your dad had that cool SKS too. That wasn't World War Two. Oh, it wasn't. I don't know my guns, dude. Nah, those are after. Those are like probably Cold War after. I don't know when they start making the SKS. I'm thinking old M1 Grande. Dude, I'd love to have one in real life. Oh, an M1. Grande. I mean, I mean, it'd probably give me Grand Thumb because I'm dumb, but I'd run a mag through it just so I could hear that sound. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the iconic sound. You know, uh, the American soldiers, so the Germans knew that sound meant empty. Oh, I know what so you're about the, to say. Yeah, so. My stepdad told the, me about that. So, yeah, the soldiers would tap an empty mag on their head and then ring, and they're like, oh, okay, we can peek now, and yeah, you die. Yeah, my stepdad told me about that. That's, that's dirty. <laughs> that's war tricks, buddy. Survival <laughs> right. of the fittest. They didn't do us any favors in Vietnam hiding in them trees. <laughs> I just imagine Courage the Cowardly Dog like yelling whenever they get spotted in the tree. Oh my god. That's cursed. <laughs> oh, dude, I seen this cursed meme the other day. It was like uh, 
It was Shaggy with like a helmet, like a World War Two helmet on. He's like, Scoob, I think those citizens were unarmed. And we oh, just killed no. unarmed citizens. And then Scooby's got like the most demonic look. And he's like, Ree! Ah. <laughs> My God. So cursed, dude. Swear Scooby is ready to commit war crimes. I have the most cursed memes pop up on my on my feed. So do you, dude. You got the most cursed for you page on TikTok, man. I used to. It's went away. I enjoyed it while it was there, though. A lot of them got deleted, so I don't got them. Yeah, it seems like whenever you get on that, like you see one cursed video and watch it all the way through, it just like immediately crams your algorithm with them for that like amount of time. It did, bro. <laughs> but they all got deleted, so like all of my saved are just gone. That's sad. Oh, uh, completely beside the point before we get off here, I want to mention that I am I am extremely upset that we record our podcast today for one specific reason, and I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm, of course, trying to keep up with all the news so I can provide for our dear followers. Tomorrow is big, big, big news for ARC 2. We're getting a full roadmap. We're getting basically all the deets on ARC 2 tomorrow. Ooh. I'm I'm so sad I cannot. I if it if it truly is a lot of important information, we might do at least a good segment on it next week. So you can look forward to that because that's something that we're at least I'm super hyped about. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in Mark Two. Ready for some Mark Two. But uh, you guys should definitely follow us on uh, social medias. We're trying to pump them numbers up. You know what I mean. We have Look, we're at rookie numbers, man, and we're just trying to pump them up. We got like one follower on Facebook, and I think it's me. <laughs> I, I got you, homie. I I, I want to get that TikTok made of us playing Gang Beasts where we're disassembling the foundation. <laughs> ah, that's such a good one, man. I know. I don't think I've seen anybody make that meme yet, and it's it's such a meme. That to- was an original idea. That's original as it comes, bro. It is. It is. With that being said, we're going to throw it to a quick outro and we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media for podcast clips, also the occasional announcement, and of course some memes. We'll catch you guys next week.